welcome to another T-Rex talk. We are going to be discussing the Ironside holster, the brand new outside the waistband concealment holster from T-Rex Arms. And if you are learning about this holster for the first time by listening to the podcast, uh, you have a very interesting relationship with T-Rex Media. Either that or we launched the podcast before we actually launched the holster in a tremendous scheduling mix-up. Actually, that would be impossible because we launched the holster this morning and I'm recording the podcast tonight and probably posting the podcast later tonight. Uh, you'd think that with a holster project that's been seven, eight months in the making and has been delayed two or three weeks that I would have pre-recorded this podcast. Uh, but no, that's not, uh, that's not really, really how we do things. But if this podcast is uh, the first time you have heard about the T-Rex Arms Ironside holster, I recommend that you stop listening and go watch the launch video. I'll put a link to it in the show notes because me talking about a holster that you could look at visually in a video that has all the content about what the holster is and what it does, uh, kind of pointless. But the Ironside holster is, as mentioned, an outside the waistband concealment holster. And it's something that T-Rex has made in the past. Many years ago, we had a pancake-style OWB holster called the Fenrir, and there's actually some folks in the shop that still wear that. My brother David, who is our financial guy, uh, he still wears his Fenrir on pretty regular occasions. And it just kind of goes to show that even though I think we have increased the fit, the finish, the precision, the feel of our holsters thousands of percent over what we used to do, the old stuff still actually does hold up. There's a lot of blemishes that I can see, processes that we've improved, but Kydex is a really good holster manufacturing material, and so the old Fenrirs still work, even though the new iron side is an improvement on a whole bunch of different levels. Now, since you can go to YouTube and you can watch the launch video, and you can go to the website and you can watch the product videos, I'm not going to get super deep into all the features of the product itself, the podcast kind of exists to be a little bit more of a behind-the-scenes look at T-Rex. I'm going to talk a little bit more about the making of this holster. We launched the Sidecar 2.0, the modular hinged sidecar with the sidecar spine system, about a year ago. Almost exactly. I think it was like a year and 10 days ago. And that took us a very long time. We worked on that project for over a year uh, depending on when you start counting, almost two years. We had prototypes of that holster for almost two years before we actually had it ready to release. And a big part of that process was not so much inventing the holster, but inventing all the tools for making the holster. And some of those, like the notching machine, were very sidecar specific. But a lot of those tools were simply the next uh, evolution in how Kydex holsters are made at the T-Rex shop. And all of that tooling benefited us as we moved on to other holsters like the Ironside. And it wasn't just hardware tools. We switched to almost completely new processes for the sidecar, uh, including software. So our CAD software, we switched from LightWave to Fusion 360. Our CAM software, we switched from Aspire to Fusion 360. And all of the new holster development is happening in Fusion 360 using better solid models, uh, than the mesh ones that I built way back in the day, and a much better cam process than the kind of 2.5D uh, CNC art cam project that I was using Aspire for. Fusion 360 is maybe not the most amazing 
uh, CNC programming package that exists, but the molds that we're making are not the most complicated molds in the world, and so Fusion 360 is doing a great job at that, and then all the cut paths for the actual holsters themselves also comes out of Fusion 360. So, complete upgrade of the software pipeline. And we upgraded the molds as well. If you go to my Instagram channel, you can see some videos of the old molds compared to the new molds. But switching to the new mold system, which is a membraneless system, gives us a lot better definition and a lot better consistency. So building all these new molding stations for Sidecar 2.0 set us up for much better molds moving into the future. And that's what we're using for Ironside. So a huge amount of the Sidecar upgrade process was the overall production setup. And a huge part of that is bending. The way that we bend holsters now does not involve guns. In the old days, we used to bend Kydex holsters. After we'd formed them, after we'd cut them out on the CNC machine, we would bend them around guns by actually literally bending them around a gun and clamping them and putting them in front of a fan to cool. Now, for a bunch of reasons, uh, some of them speed, some of them precision, we don't bend holsters that way. We have exact measurements of what that holster should be bent to, and we have aluminum plates made to those exact specifications. So we heat up the Kydex, we bend it around aluminum that has been milled to the shape that we want the bend to be, and we put that inside of a pneumatic clamp, which is also made of aluminum. That gives us a really consistent bend because we're controlling the hot Kydex through that entire process. And it's a lot faster because there's no swapping X300s and TLR7s back and forth between the different bend guns that we have to keep in the back. It's just putting the hot Kydex directly onto these aluminum bend plates. And the clamps have adjustable pneumatic pressure that we can dial in and it's really consistent. So that has improved that process tremendously. And it's kind of fortunate that the sidecar geometry for that spine system was so difficult to work with, we built this really complicated bending clamping solution. If that geometry of the spine hadn't been so complicated, we probably would have done something way simpler, which would have been far easier to develop, but it wouldn't have been as good for producing holsters, and it wouldn't have enabled us to do such a good job with the iron side kind of patting myself on the back here, but actually I'm patting the engineering team and the holster dev team on the back because they're the ones that really solved this problem and built all the tools and have been tweaking and improving those as we go. So now some of the benefits of this much more efficient sidecar production pipeline really show up when you introduce a new product like Ironside. Now, I know that I'm probably repeating myself and sound way too excited about something that may not seem that exciting to you, but it took us almost two years to take the first prototype of the Sidecar to actually being able to release it. And in the year since Sidecar, we have managed to A, add a bunch more Sidecar models. So we've added support for a bunch more different guns, SIG 226, 229, I think even 220. New guns like the SIG P365X Macro, which we were able to launch holsters for this on the exact same day that they launched the gun because of, uh, again, some of the improvements to this pipeline. But we were also able to upgrade all the old Ragnaroks, with a few minor exceptions, to this new system, which is an awful lot of different molds. And at the same time, expand the number of guns and lights that we support uh, inside of Ragnarok. And take Ironside from first prototype 
to launch. So I think that it is a great validation of a lot of those somewhat painful upgrades that we made very early on to the development process and some of those what felt kind of like overkill upgrades to the production process. It's pretty easy to see now uh, what a large benefit those actually were. Now, this isn't really the fastest development cycle because early on in the in the very early days of T-Rex, we would develop things ridiculously quickly. We would be making sidecars and then somebody would come up with an idea to improve the sidecar. And immediately after he had the idea, he would just start making sidecars that way and tell other people, hey, I found out a better way to do such and such. And all sidecars made since that moment uh, would be made the new way. That was one of the advantages of small volume, few employees, and doing everything by hand. Once you automate stuff, you have a significant advantage when it comes to your actual production output. But you have the disadvantage of being locked into whatever it is that your automated tooling can do. And that's why I feel like we have some pretty significant advantages with the tooling that we built with Sidecar in mind, because it is flexible enough that we can add other stuff to it. And we spent so long working on it that we understand it well enough that we can design other holsters like Ironside around it. So yeah, all that to say, I think the team has done a really good job on developing this from the holster development side itself through to the engineering side and all the tooling to the production side. And uh, now that the holster is launched and people are buying it, tomorrow we're going to make a huge number of Ironside holsters and we're going to start shipping them out to customers and starting to get feedback from you, the general public, uh, as soon as possible. So I'm really excited to, to see what we're able to accomplish with this holster. But uh, even though we haven't shipped any units yet, we have made thousands of prototypes and we have validated a lot of our design decisions that have to do with the tooling. So that side, the side that I feel like is behind us, that's the side that I feel like we can comment on. Now, the holster itself is a pretty interesting one. On the face of it, it's uh, it's incredibly boring. If you've watched the YouTube video, this is exactly what I said in the YouTube video, it is just pretty much the most generic, boring kind of holster that there is. It is an outside-the-waistband concealment holster that just sits kind of 3 o'clock on your hip, holds the gun, a shirt goes over it. There's not much else you can say about it. It has been way more interesting to try to develop holsters like the Sidecar and the Ragnarok that do a little bit more or fit a little bit of a different niche or that have a little bit more of a design challenge attached to them. But the Ironside, I think, is a really good blend of a super simple manufacturing technique that we can do very affordably. All the Ironside holsters are $60. If you have light compatible, non-light compatible, big gun, small gun, all the same price, 60 bucks. Uh, it only goes up if you buy the fancy multi-cam pattern. And all the mag carriers, uh, pistol mags, AR mag, TQ carrier, cuff carrier, 35 bucks. So we wanted to create a product for new gun owners so that when they go to the website, they get the holster, they get the mag carrier, it comes in under $100. That makes them more likely to actually buy the mag carrier, whether they understand how important it is or not. That was really the, uh, the, the goal with that pricing right there. So in order to make a product that we could make in that, uh, that very, very low price for a Kydex holster, we wanted to make sure that the production process was something simple enough that we would get a really solid product without having uh, to cut any corners. And the biggest issue that we ran into 
was, believe it or not, supply chain stuff. Yes, we had to tweak the bend clamps and make new ways of actually doing that bend because it turned out to be harder than we expected. But the biggest holdup was actually the injection molding and not just the molds themselves, but even uh, some of the injection molding plastic and colorants. There were shortages and there were some significant shipping delays and those contributed more to us missing our deadline by, uh, I forget whether it was two or three weeks. And that's something that we've noticed kind of more and more throughout the industry. Uh, even the paper shortages have affected our instruction manuals. The Ironside instruction manuals, the holster and the carrier manuals, because they have separate manuals, those we actually got on time. But one of the things that we wanted to do with Ironside was not only fill a gap in our product offering between Sidecar and Ragnarok, we really wanted to just kind of bring Ragnarok up to speed and have consistency across everything. So instruction manual for Sidecar, we've had that for a year. Instruction manual for Ironsides, it's a product that's really good for entry-level gun owners, so it should have an instruction manual. And we also wanted to launch with an instruction manual for Ragnarok just to bring everything up to that same level. Well, the instruction manuals for Ragnarok are delayed partly because of paper shortages. Now, my anticipation moving forward is that we're going to see more supply chain issues going on. A lot of those are the ripples that uh, we can see from the initial COVID shutdowns in early 2020. A lot of the shutdowns, factories closing, issues with finding port workers and things like that to load and unload ships, all of that stuff has been dealt with. And yet there is this ripple effect uh, stuff that takes two or three years to get through the supply chain fully to the end user, that stuff is going to be impacting the end user this year and next year. And then there's uh, there's non-COVID stuff. There's stuff that's happening this year. There's economic stuff related to inflation, even though uh, the House and the Senate did pass the Reduce Inflation Act of 2022. Uh, inflation has not yet been effectively reduced, uh, maybe because they didn't print enough money. And we're starting to see some significant transport issues because of fuel costs and fuel shortages and also just some really crazy policies that are being implemented in California, which has a lot of our Pacific Ocean ports on it. So there's a whole bunch of continued issues that I don't see getting better anytime soon that are going to affect people who are trying to bring new products to market or trying to update products quickly. And uh, here at T-Rex, I'm sure that we're going to keep running into those as well. But the good news is that now we have a lot of the Ironside stuff under control. We have the injection molds here in Tennessee. They're actually uh, about 30 minutes away. There's a factory there that does all our injection molding for us. We've stocked up on a lot of the acetal that we use for that. And we've stocked up on the colorant, which is fairly hard to come by uh, earlier this year. And so we should be pretty good there. The plastic that we make uh, the Ironside holster and all of our holsters out of is Kydex. Uh, most of that is made right here in the United States without any additives uh, that have to come from other places that I'm aware of. And the hardware, all of the screws and posts and rubber washers and other things that hold the holsters together. Those are things that we source from all over the place, but they're also relatively common things that can be made by a lot of different people, a lot of different ways. In fact, uh, just this last Saturday, I was talking to some folks in my very neighborhood, and one of them works at a large manufacturing plant, and he gave me a lead for a Nashville-based screw and bolt manufacturer, a place that is set up to make exactly the kind of hardware we need for our holsters. And I'm sure that they would be a lot more expensive making custom screws and posts for us, but they would also be able to do it. And the freight costs 
would be considerably less because they're less than an hour away. We're currently getting a lot of our hardware from California, and just in the last couple of years, the cost of shipping a pallet of screws and posts has gone from $200 to $800. So so if those costs go up much more, it's actually going to justify a lot more local manufacturing than we thought was financially feasible a few years ago. And this really has been the great fun and frustrating challenge of T-Rex is dealing with the growth. In the past, we were a very tiny company and we could develop stuff really, really quickly. But at the same time, we didn't run into some of these other issues that we needed to solve. Almost all of T-Rex's problems recently have been problems of scale. Needing to be able to grow production to deal with new volumes has opened up uh, some economies of scale, some abilities to work directly with larger suppliers to invent and develop and produce some of our own parts with injection molding and things like that. And those have all been really, really interesting problems to solve and really interesting areas uh, of manufacturing to learn about. And yet there's also a frustration there because we never used to run into some of these issues. We never used to have trouble getting enough paper because we just didn't use that much. And it never used to take us months or years to launch a new holster because of all of the testing and all of the tooling that we had to make. We could literally just make the holster different the next time we made it and see what happened. But of course, those are minor complaints. We've been tremendously blessed by the growth of T-Rex for several reasons. In addition to the fun problem solving, the learning how to do things the new ways, the being able to expand the teams and hire people who have real expertise in some of these different areas. The big one is that a bigger T-Rex helps us to accomplish some bigger goals. And that's one of the reasons that I'm really excited about the Ironside holster and seeing uh, what it actually does in the future. Again, it's a pretty basic, almost generic outside the waistband concealment holster like a bunch of people have always made and we got kind of bored making in the past, but it's uh, it's really good. Isaac Rodriguez was the mastermind behind the sidecar spine system and really making that work and figuring out a lot of the issues with that. And Josiah Quarter is the guy who really perfected the iron side. I think he really enjoyed the challenge of taking something that was so basic and trying to make it as good as it could possibly be, spending a huge amount of time working on the exact angles for the perfect ergonomics, getting the shape of the belt loops perfect, getting the texture on the inside of the belt loops to where it grips the pants without actually wearing the fabric, all kinds of little tiny things like that. Trying to get really exceptional performance out of something that is so simple and so basic that usually it doesn't get a second thought. And the testing behind the different materials to make sure that the shapes that we were building into the molds were actually going to give us the best possible strength out of the thicker kydex that we were going to be working with. There's a lot of stuff in the iron side that we believe makes it a cut above what it looks like, which is an extremely generic holster. But the other thing is what it can accomplish. Like we talked about in the YouTube video, there are a lot of new gun owners in the United States right now. There's been massive growth in firearm sales over the last few years, and there have been some significant wins in uh, various Supreme Court rulings that should lead to increased firearm freedoms in a whole bunch of different states. So the ability for us to bring a holster that we are confident is a superior product to what we made back in the past at a lower price 
than we were making it for back in the past, even, you know, taking the inflation into account, is something that we really wanted to bring to a larger audience. There's a bunch of people that we believe we can serve with this good product. And T-Rex has grown to the point where we believe that we can reach a lot more people. So we want to uh, just make sure that we are taking good advantage uh, of these different advantages and working on that mission of T-Rex to inspire people, to educate them and equip them with really good tools. Obviously, we can have a bigger conversation of whether or not a basic outside the waistband holster is the best thing for a brand new gun owner, but it certainly is a much more appealing and understandable thing than uh, the appendix carry option. In the past, T-Rex has kind of focused on a, I don't even know the right word for it, but in some ways I would say an upper class level of gun owner, people who are already shooting competitions, people who are already extremely competent in various ways, people who are wanting to really push their abilities. And you guys are always going to be our people, military folks, professional shooters, air softeners. You guys are who really have made T-Rex what it is. But we wanted to take a lot of the lessons that we've learned from you guys and a lot of the successes that you have enabled us to pursue and a lot of the tooling that we have built in creating better holsters like the Sidecar 2.0 and use that to create things that are better for those entry-level gun owners. So if you are one of those early adopter die-hard T-Rex fans from the old days, uh, you know, you're listening to this podcast, so pretty good likelihood of that. If you're somebody who has been pushing yourself and trying to raise your standards and raise your game, and you have been watching us try to do the same thing, maybe this holster is not for you. Maybe it is. It's something that you're going to wear under a jacket on a Sunday. Either way, this holster is something that you made possible. As you guys have supported T-Rex and bought our products and given us really good feedback and allowed us to grow as a company and expand to where we have multiple people on the holster dev team and multiple people in our engineering team and a lot of people making good holsters and doing customer support for those holsters, you have allowed us to grow to the point where the Ironside holster is worth doing and we can do it at a really high level and a really low price at the same time. It's not super easy and there's no way that we could have done it without all of those years of you supporting us financially. Financially, uh, by buying our products, but also giving us feedback, giving us input and helping us to better understand the market and telling your friends and family about us so that we started to get more and more requests from people about different kinds of gear that have, again, continued to grow the company as we've added them on. So I'm really excited about this holster because not only is it in many ways a kind of a culmination of some of our design and technology and our manufacturing tooling in the back, it's also, I think, representative of some of the growth of the T-Rex family as a whole. The T-Rex audience and the T-Rex community and the T-Rex customers have really grown and matured to this point where we are now able to produce products for people outside of that T-Rex family and bring them into the fold. Your friends at work that you've been showing T-Rex videos to and they weren't real comfortable carrying a sidecar, well now there's something that they can use to carry. Those new gun owners who probably aren't ready for T-Rex YouTube videos quite yet, but after they've been carrying for a little while and they've been thinking about it and they've been applying themselves and really weighing the responsibility of what it means to have deadly force on your person, well, maybe they'll be ready for some T-Rex drills and some T-Rex videos in the not-too-distant future. So that's exactly the kind of thing that I'm excited about when I see this holster. 
I love seeing the ideas of Joe Quarter come out in the shape and in the geometry of it. Uh, I love seeing the validation of some of our engineering equipment and tooling in its manufacture. And I love seeing that it's just possible for us to make something like this because of what all of you guys have been doing for T-Rex over the last several years. So can't really talk about the sales of the holster because it's literally been up for just a few hours. Haven't shipped any to customers quite yet, although that's going to start tomorrow. But there's enough backstory here that it merited a podcast episode. It's kind of a boring behind the scenes one possibly, but um, means means a lot to me. Maybe it's just because we worked on the project for six months. Maybe it's because it represents a bunch of stuff we've been doing for a bunch of years. But yeah, this is uh, this is a really fun one. And hopefully you guys enjoy showing it to other folks. And some of you will find it useful. You know, it is jacket weather coming up. So uh uh, kind of handy for that too. Also, somebody pointed out that because the back of the iron side is flat, it's really easy to stick Velcro on it and uh, run it inside a Vertex bag or something. You know, it's a it's a really handy sort of shape of a holster, and so uh, there's a bunch of stuff you could do with it. I, I can't talk about any other, um, you know, future things that, that might happen, but, uh, you know, just the possibilities are, are kind of endless. 